Welcome to the Honor Your Aura podcast, a podcast devoted to learning about, caring for, and empowering the energy within, with your host, Kema England. Hello, my friends. This episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast is brought to you by the Kamali Temple, your online resource for custom crystal orders, virtual healing sessions, and experiences like crystal and Reiki healing, aura readings, and the newest offering at the Kamali Temple, personalized light language transmissions. To learn more and to book your session or create your custom crystal order today, visit thekamalitemple.com, T-H-E-K-A-M-A-L-I-T-E-M-P-L-E.com. Now on to the episode. Welcome back everyone. Today we are going to explore one of my favorite topics when exploring energy and that is crystals. So I know that crystals have certainly gained in their popularity especially over the past few years and I think that it's for such a divine purpose that they are really making their way throughout all of humanity And I don't think that there's any coincidence uh, with the fact that we are raising our collective human consciousness and here we have this interest in these high vibrational gifts from Mother Earth. So I know that it's easy to say that we can be visually drawn to them because they are certainly beautiful works of art, but we're also drawn to crystals energetically because of how they make us feel. And, you know, as we expand and grow as we are, you know, you could say spiritually, energetically, getting more in touch with ourselves as an energetic being, we come to know, and as we've explored in this podcast, that we have subtle senses that can pick up on unseen energy. And crystals are one of these ways that we are really bridging the physical with the subtle, given that a crystal is a physical object and is also radiating a subtle energetic frequency not only radiating but also absorbing and is a conduit for so in this episode it's my intention to share some of the more contextual logical details around crystals and energy but i also just want to leave some room for a your own exploration with crystals to really allow their energy to come to life as many who uh, have known me for a while know that I am really a big advocate for allowing crystals to do just that not putting our logical mind in the mix and telling a crystal what it is or what it does but allowing it to energetically reveal itself to you 
not only through moments of stillness, but also what begins to show up in your life as a byproduct of working with the crystal um, as the energy ripples out, you know, into all areas of our life. And I also want to leave room for the, uh, <laughs> let's see, the way beyond the science or the proof as to how crystal healing works because there's still so much that we don't know and don't understand and we can say that oh because of a crystal's mineral content it creates this energy um, but we also have to know that it's it's far more multi-dimensional than that and we are still awakening to their full energetic prowess. So know that it's this and so much more. This and so much more as well for you to discover on your own because crystals will come to life for us in very unique and personal ways. And the way that the same crystal um, interacts with my energy may be a completely different way that it interacts with yours. I know that this is a way that I might differ from other crystal healers, crystal vendors, but it's something that I have come to know as a truth through my experience, and so I'm just inviting you along with that possibility as well. So I guess we can just start from the beginning in terms of how do we understand crystals and energy. So we've really been talking about this from the beginning of the podcast. And if you haven't listened to those first beginning episodes, I'd highly recommend it because it will give you a really nice foundation to better understand the energy coming from crystals and yourself. But here we are, we'll break it down and the best way to really grasp the energy from a crystal is to just think about energy in general. So we are existing in a world, an existence comprised of energy. That's truly all there is. It is everything. And it's ranging from subtle energy, which is faster than the speed of light, and physical or gross energy, and that's energy that's moving slower than the speed of light. And that's everything that we can readily see, touch, and feel. That can be like our physical body, the physical objects that are around us. Crystals are a physical object, so their physicality is gross energy. It's energy moving slower than the speed of light. Now, as energy begins to move faster, it's not detectable to the normal seeing eye, yet it can be felt. So within us, that's things like our emotional body, our feelings, our mental body, our thoughts, and our spiritual body. The spiritual energy that's moving at the highest, fastest frequency, and that comprises of things like our intuition, our spiritual connection, things of that nature. Now, crystals, they are a pure molecular structure. So the energy that's coming from them is pure and it is of a high subtle energetic frequency or a fast moving subtle energetic frequency, which is what makes it so incredibly powerful. So same with a healing practice like Reiki. The physical act 
right, is nurturing and we know that perhaps there are hands being placed on the body, but often hands placed off the body. And the practitioner is channeling subtle energetic frequencies of a higher or faster rate, which is what makes them so healing in their nature. So you could imagine inviting or bringing, channeling a high vibrational energy into our energy field is incredibly healing because we're bringing a pure, loving, again, high vibrational energy to be experienced by our beingness. And it is influencing all levels of our beingness, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. So all of the energy that comprises who we are is ultimately being positively affected by this healing energy. So how does this work? Now, scientifically, you can refer to the law of resonance. And the my favorite example of this is an experiment that they've done time and time again with two pendulum clocks. Two identical pendulum clocks. One pendulum clock, they then start at a slower frequency. So it's swinging at a slower rate than the other. Every single time, the clock that is swinging at the lower speed always attunes to the one that is going at the higher or faster speed. So that is to say something of a lower frequency, a lower vibration, a lower speed will naturally attune to that of the higher. So when we bring a crystal into our energy field, that of the higher vibration, our energy body, given the law of resonance, will rise to meet that frequency. It's pretty powerful and amazing. This is how tuning forks work as well. And again, healing practices like Reiki. Now in this category of high vibrational healing energy, not only does the crystal work to bring the energy body up to a vibrational resonance, But it also, given the different crystal, will specifically gear towards or attune towards specific aspects of our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And so this is why you often read about the metaphysical properties of crystals, because each of the crystal's vibrational frequencies are working with one of those or a multitude of those aspects within our multifaceted, multidimensional beingness. So my point of view is that even though we might say or hear that a particular crystal is good for X, Y, and Z, it doesn't mean that all the time. What I have found through my experience is they can actually serve us and reveal themselves to us in really unique and powerful ways when we allow for our mind to get out of the way and just allow for the crystals to do its thing. So you might find that a crystal you've heard is great for the throat chakra, you actually want to place on your sacral chakra. So it's just allowing yourself the intuitive freedom to listen to to what the crystal is saying or to what your body is saying and what it needs. Now, certain crystals are actually really wonderful at 
clearing energy, at balancing energy, harmonizing energy, grounding energy, transmuting energy. Um, and so what can be really beneficial is that any discordant energy from our energy field can actually enter into the lattice of the crystal um, and that is when it can be balanced or transformed. And this is why you often hear that clearing your crystals is so important to do because your crystals are actually serving as kind of a, a filter of the lower vibrational energies that were in your field. Another interesting way that crystals help with our growth, our transformation, the up-leveling of our spiritual understanding and beingness is that, again, through the law of resonance, when you bring a crystal, let's say an amethyst crystal that vibrates at a particular frequency that is also in harmonic resonance with our intuition, with our third eye. So what can so beautifully happen is if you place an amethyst crystal on your third eye, it is not necessarily giving you intuition, right? Because it is already inherently inside of you, right? We all have intuitive abilities. We all have the ability to you know, speak our truth. We all have the ability to connect to our angels, things of that nature. Now, what the crystal is doing is it's actually allowing for that inherent aspect or quality of our beingness to come to life. So it's allowing for an energy to actually expand itself that is within us or awaken within us. So they can help so wonderfully with our spiritual growth and expansion, coming to know really the fullness, the totality of who we are, of what our own superpowers are, our own abilities are in this whole realm, not only physically, right, but mentally, emotionally, and that huge term of spiritually. To take it even further, now, we have come to know crystals as being these healing companions that are here for us, as we've discussed already, in a variety of different ways. If you really want to explore the energy of crystals, there is this really exciting way that you can let the crystal take you on a journey or show you where it's been, what its story is, what it's holding onto. Because a lot of crystals as well, right, are storing information, storing information from past lives, past timelines, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, holding stories from ancient civilizations, holding, you know, truth, holding energy of the land, holding where, wherever you could even possibly let your mind go and beyond, right? Galactic information, elemental information. So it's nice to sometimes shift gears and take ourselves out of 
just making our relationship to crystals about us. When we start to ask questions to the crystals, it's so mind expanding, it's so enriching, it's so fun, and it opens you up to things that you never knew were possible. And of course, as a byproduct, it's completely elevating the connection to your own intuition and your inner senses all that is going on, you know, through time and space, because crystals also show us that really time doesn't exist when we're working with that kind of energy, because you can work with crystals again, like through through time and space, through the whole galaxy and universe, in a millisecond, you can receive this information. So, they can reveal so much to you. And that's one of my favorite ways to work with crystals. It's saying, let me connect with my inner senses of feeling, seeing, listening, and just get curious as to what the crystal is revealing to you on that given day. And it might be revealing something to you about you personally, about your life, about your path, but it might reveal something totally different. And it might reveal something totally different on a different day. Sometimes crystals become reliable that, you know, you know that your rose quartz is always going to be there for you if you're going through some heartache or a moment of, you know, that inner critic coming to life. But some crystals they might change over time. The way that they served you in one chapter of your life might not be how they serve you in another chapter of your life. And some may reveal to you, again, how they can be of service to you. Some may also reveal to you greater greater truths, greater possibilities. Some may even show you how they want to be worked with as a tool. And this can be where the shapes of crystals come into play, which while it's not necessarily going to change the metaphysical qualities or properties, it will change how the energy is being distributed. So a crystal point is going to be sending the energy of the crystal in the direction of the point. A crystal cluster right, that has a variety of points is going to be sending energy out in a multitude of directions following the directionality of the points in the cluster. A sphere is going to have a slightly softer energy and sending energy out in a more evenly distributed way all around the sphere. So again, you can read about this, you can learn this, or just hang on to a crystal every day and feel for yourself. Notice, how is it different if I'm holding a crystal point or a crystal sphere? How is it when I'm holding a crystal cluster or a crystal wand? And just get to know them for yourself. And that's the best way to remember. When you have that authentic experience with a crystal and its energy, it stays with you. When you read it in a book, sometimes it can just get overwhelming and you feel like you have to memorize and then your logical mind gets in the way. So my invitation for you to get to know their energy is to connect to your inner senses and allow them to reveal themselves to you. And in next week's 
episode, I'll take you on a guided meditation so that you can connect to crystal energy on your own. And you can apply that to any crystal, anytime, anywhere. And if you're not already working with crystals, no worries. Sometimes we can be skeptical and rightfully so. I know for myself that I had to have direct experiences with crystals, with energy to believe it to be true for me. And, you know, I've of course read my books and spent a lot of time working with crystals early on, just knowing that I was drawn to them. But once I was in a situation where I was working with crystals and high frequency crystals, especially Oralite 23, as many of you know, that allowed me to not only feel the energy for myself, but then witness how the energy of the crystals showed up in my everyday life. How, you know, in terms of Oralite 23, it's this all illuminating crystal. So I was noticing how I was seeing shadow sides even more, but yet I was seeing more serendipity, more synchronicity. I was noticing how the people that would attract into my life were direct representations of the metaphysical properties of the crystal. So they show up in your waking reality as well. After you spend some time meditating with a crystal or placing it on your body, the energy has then influenced your energy field. And then as you then go about and conduct your day, that energy is going to create a different magnetism, a different law of attraction. So it's really fascinating to work with a crystal and and then just be in observance of your life. So next week's meditation will get you in touch with ways that you can feel good about connecting to crystals and then work with them as these beautiful companions in all areas of your life. So it keeps things really fun, really interesting. And for me, at least, it makes me feel like I'm not so alone, you know, with these broader, far out concepts and explorations into the subtle realm because they are these beautiful representations of that and they are here to support us as we grow and expand. So thank you all so much for tuning in and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please leave a review and share with your friends because I want you to be the start of the ripple that allows others to honor and empower the energy that lies within.